Welcome back to the Shed the Shame podcast, folks. We're so excited to have you back here. I am your co-host, Algelin Sperber, the CEO and founder of Ladybox, alongside Alex, the CEO and founder of The Agenda Period app. Uh, make sure to look for it on your um, Apple or Google or Android phones, like where you can download apps. We are joined by a wonderful Bahine or woman, for those of you that don't know, then um, that that's the Hawaiian word for woman, Hi'ilani mm-hmm. Shibata, who will be sharing about her connection with Mahina, which is Hawaiian for moon, and how it impacts her. Hi'ilani is one of the founders of the Kamahina Project, and we cannot wait to dive into this topic with her. <laughs> Hi'ilani is a lifelong learner. She spent the last 20 years in the field of education, both formal and informal. Born and raised in Hilo, Hawaii, she moved to the island of Oahu to attend the University of Hawaii at Manoa, where she graduated with a bachelor's in arts in Olelo, Hawaii, which means um, culture, Hawaiian culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, she does contract work at the Hawaiian culture trainer and consultant. As a Hawaiian culture trainer and consultant, she's the co-founder of Kamahina Project and with her small ohana malama aina in Vai. (laughs) Vaiahole, <laughs> and she yep, is the mother uh, of four keiki. So what I just said there is she <laughs> um, she lives in Vaiahole with her small family um, and takes care of the land that they live on, and she is the mother of four children. <laughs> so, Alex, uh, let's do a cycle check-in. Yes. So first of all, just thank you for being with us. That was beautiful. Thank you, Algelin, for your gift of reading all of that so beautifully. And so we can hear the words correctly, how they sound. So excited to be with you here today. So where are you checking in with your cycle? Oh, with me, you mean? Yeah. 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 So I don't know what the, the cycle with the menstruation, but I am actually aligned with the full moon right now, uh, meaning that my first day of the cycle will probably be, uh, well, will definitely, yeah, I've been pretty on it uh, the day after the fullest moon. Yeah. Ooh, so you're probably in the luteal phase right now. So that time coming up to your bleed. Yeah. Yes. yes. And how are you feeling? How do you feel in the luteal phase or that time as the moon is um, growing? How does that feel energetically for you? Well, I know that it's getting close because emotionally I want to eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not only eating in the food ways, but I also get very sexually uh, stimulated. Mm. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> in Hawaiian, awesome. we, we, the same word for having sex and for eating is the same word, which is I. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, we I've I've heard that there that some some folks like really tend to bleed with the new moon, and some folks tend to bleed with the full moon. And there were some native cultures in the United States that talked about folks who bled with the full moon being healers and having some like spiritual healing property uh, because the full moon is really potent and your period is really potent. So to have kind of both of those culminating at the same time 
is a really, can be a really intense experience. I think that sets the stage for the magic you are bringing to us today. Yes. Yes. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm checking in in the follicular phase. So I am full blown energy today and very excited to be with you both on this beautiful, beautiful Friday. And Algalyn, where are you checking in with your cycle today? Rearranging it over here because I have the IUD. So I don't know where I'm at. I used to, you know, before pre IUD, I was aligned with the full moon cycle. Um, and I am. I have energy, but it's like, I'm running on fumes a little bit right now mm-hmm. with that energy. So just a lot going on, but free range, don't know where I'm at and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, thank you both for sharing that. Um, so let's ji- dive into the questions today. So, um, Heilani, I'm curious, what was your introduction into cyclical life or having a menstrual cycle? What was that like for you at the very beginning? You know, I, never, uh, I never thought it was going to be a big deal because my mother was very open about when she, uh, had her bleeding stage, right? She never hid anything from us, me and my younger brother. Uh, so I never really thought that she didn't even, he, she actually was very open with sex in general, uh, as well as just anything. So I didn't, when, when I got my period, which was so cool, cause it was actually during the summer, uh, between my sixth and seventh grade year. And when I, my mom and my dad owned a restaurant, well, like a little lunch shop in Hilo. And for some reason I was home. Usually I would be working. I don't know why I was home, uh, during that day. And I called my mom and I was like, Oh, I think I started, you know, it wasn't like a, stressful thing and then she's like okay let me call your grandma and so she called her mother and her mother showed up at our house with whoever was with her at her house because everybody would go to grandma's house so I had all these cousins and my I think I had a couple of aunties or something that like they all came and she had brought me chocolate (laughs) but my grandma my grandma was always like she always gave us chocolate for some weird reason (laughs) and it was always a you know the Hershey's just a plain Hershey's bar that was her thing yeah and she brought me chocolate and food and uh pads you know and then and it was just like it's almost like we just had like oh you know it's my it's good it wasn't like a celebration but it wasn't a oh my goodness you know like stressful or anything I I believe in their way it was kind of a celebration you know being that I had reached this this stage in my life uh but what I love about this whole this whole situation with my family was I never felt like oh I have my my vaimakalehua we call it vaimakalehua in Hawaiian the vaimaka means tears and the ohialehua flower one of the colors is this deep red and so it it's a beautiful poetic way of talking about your your vaimakalehua yeah it's uh it's nice so I never had you, that. I was oh. just gonna say to, to Alex I'll have to send her a photo of a lehua so she can see it um, and then even the story behind the lehua is like beautiful but anyway keep going Heilani. yeah so I uh I am really thankful because mm-hmm. I've never ever had it put upon me by my the the matriarchs in my family of that being like, oh, I have my vaimakalehua, 
you know it was just like oh okay you know it's time and then i also believe that mentally it also allowed me not to really have too much uh like pms kind stuff you know i didn't have too much drama around my menstruation so i'm really thankful thankful and so i apologize i'm right <laughs> i'm right by the ocean on the other side of this oh. right here is actually the ocean and that was the coast guard they do these uh they go around and just check <laughs> the beaches that was the coast oh, guard that's uh, totally but, fine <laughs> that uh, is so beautiful that yeah. story like at and it's so interesting that you bring up this intuitive wisdom of like, and I think that's probably why I didn't have a lot of menstrual pain because I, I read a really interesting article and Aljun and I have talked about this, maybe on the podcast or maybe just together off air, but I read an article around like that menstrual trauma, this idea that it can lead to menstrual conditions. And I have a health coaching background. I'm like, of course the mind body connection is so potent. So if you feel shame and you are made fun of or put upon on your first period of like of course that could lead to conditions or discomfort or bad experiences for your menstruating life that makes so much sense to me so thanks for sharing that yeah actually can i share a little story that related to that yeah uh, please i uh kamahina projects uh foundation actually comes from working with women transitioning out of prison particularly in Hawaii. And what we would do with Kamahina Project, or we didn't call it that back then, but it was really Hina, Hale o Hina. And Hina is the goddess of the moon. One of, one of her forms is the goddess of the moon. And uh, she, so we would have uh, what we called Hina circles. We would do gatherings once a month with the women that were in the program and we would share stories uh, related to your emotional uh, trauma related maybe to whatever moon phase we were in, but always it came back to our Vaimakalehua, to our menstruation cycle. It was very fascinating, but I wanna share one story that's linked to that. So of course, right, going into prison and coming out of prison uh, and then being in prison is all trauma, right? Well, there was, there was this one particular woman one time where she had just like, I, I, she came into our circle like four days after she had gotten uh, into the program. So she's actually not literally in prison, right? And she was young, young. I wanna say like not even 30 years old and beautiful woman. And we started the Hina circle. And for some reason that day, the first person that shared started off talking about um, being, uh, having their bleeding time. Yeah. And so we just, you know, we just go with it and talk about stuff and everything. And she started just crying, like ball crying. And I'm like, Oh, you know, are you okay? <laughs> and she goes, I just need to share. And she said that, you know, she had just come out of being in prison and into the program, which is just so much more better. And, uh, when she started, when she went into prison two years prior, she never had her, her period. She never, ever had her period from the moment she got into prison. And then when she came out and she was in the program, the program was in this beautiful place and the staff was just love. I mean, just love it, lovely, just beautiful women. When she felt like she was in a safe space, she automatically started bleeding. And so she was crying 
because she really made that association with trauma and your physical cycle. Isn't that so neat? I mean, so interesting. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if you're not watching on YouTube, what's happening right now is um, Alex <laughs> is having a beautiful emotional reaction to that story. Um, and if you don't know this about Alex, that she cares a lot about, um, you know, incarcerated women and menstruators. And so this is, it's impacting her right now. So whenever she's ready to, um, you know, vocalize, she'll do that. But but it's a beautiful reaction that you're having, Alex. Um, and that's like such a beautiful um, way of the body. Uh, again, like we always want to feel safe. And so um, her body probably like her mind told her body, like to, the way to stay safe is to just not menstruate because like there's all this other trauma happening right now. So we don't need any physical proof coming out of our vagina, which is a very vulnerable part of our body <laughs> showing that like stuff's happening. So um, that's a beautiful story. And I'm glad that the Hina circle, you know, existed to allow her to have a safe space to share all of that too. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was, it was beautiful because then the other women also felt very comfortable, right. Mm-hmm. Talking about their Vaimakalehua. And one of the things we would, uh, encourage is them actually talking about, like the first time they they started because wow. again related back to uh what Alex talked about is that if you have a traumatic story around mm. that time it stays with you right yeah. and so what we started to do with Hina Circle was allow for that to come out of them and allow them the opportunity to mm. start letting that go right and letting mm. that whole trauma around their menstruation turn into vaimakalehua. Wow. You know, we use the poetic word mm-hmm. for uh, menstruation to replace what they would call period or yeah. uh, in Hawaiian also uh, the word for your genitalia mm. is ma'i. Mm-hmm. But ma'i is also another word for being sick. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, we have this campaign, well, the people I know around me, that we don't call our Vaimakalehua uh, ma'i anymore because we want to honor and bring back that, uh, that honor, right, of, yeah. of ourselves by even calling our menstruational cycle something beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, just thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that story. There is... Um, there's so much in that reclamation because there's this years of colonization that have forced these ideas, you know, at the hands of white people to um, make us think that we're sick, you know, and make women think that they're sick and make native people think that they're sick. And, and so this reclamation is like deeply generationally healing. So thank you for holding the space for people to be able to come back home to themselves in that way. I'm signing up for the campaign. If you need more people, like, like, how can I, how can I help, you know, with talking about those words, if, if there's an opportunity, I'd, I'd love to be on that journey with you of just like how we take the patriarchy and how we recognize our own, you know, for me to recognize my own participation in these colonial systems and the harm that it's done. And then undo it and help us all reclaim these, this ancient wisdom and this moon wisdom. So um, 
yeah, it's really hitting a chord with me. So I really thank you so deeply for sharing that with us. Well, I want to actually share one more level, one more yeah. level. Yes, yes. Uh, that for when we had the Hina circles with the women and when now uh, we are actually starting Hina circles again with anybody. Yeah. Uh, one of the things for Wahine for women is how that colonial story and narrative has told us that it we are in defilement, right? We are dirty during that time. Oh, you know, you need to be separated, right? Well, in our culture, in Hawaiian culture, there was a special space for when the women were literally bleeding, but it was because that blood was collected. This is so cool. That blood was collected. If you, depending on your rank, yeah, depending on your rank, some if you're of a higher uh, royalty rank, your blood in your uh, kappa. So we had a bark cloth. So they would collect the 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 actual blood in this bark cloth and they would use it in some ceremonies because it was so sacred. Isn't that so cool? They would use it in ceremonies. Uh, so that was that was taken care of, like honored, taken care of. If you were not of that royal, the ali'i or uh, chiefly rank, your blood needed to be uh, safely, safely now, safely put back into the earth. Because, and why I say safely is because it's so sacred, that blood coming from you, that it needed to, that was part of it. It was going back and nourishing back our mother earth. Isn't that so amazing? Because, when you are born, your where your uh, your placenta that you're mm-hmm. in, right, uh, is called a ieve, and the ieve is supposed to is actually called honua, is your earth, yeah. When you're inside of the mama, inside of the stomach, and so it's called honua, and that the honua once you are born needs to return back to the honua to be a physical representation of your relationship with the earth. Now, there's another level to this where where the colonial story is women were not allowed to go onto the sacred spaces in Hawaii, which we call heiau. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are sacred, you know, like places where they did protocol, they did ritual, ceremony, and only men normally would be allowed on uh, certain ones. Um, they, they made the blanket statement, right? Oh, no women ever. But actually it was on specific ones. Women were not allowed because they didn't need to because they had their own cycle ritual that let blood out that reconnected them to nature every month. So a woman who is in their menstrual cycle was considered a heyal themselves. So when I used to share this, that you are a heyal with the women out of coming out of such traumatic, you know, traumatic situations, it, you can see the difference in just looking at yourself. Yeah. So we weren't allowed on the hail because we never need go. (laughs) (laughs) The men had to do rituals monthly Mm. because they did not have, they do not have a cycle that is with nature and is connected with 
things like the moon or the sun or you know so they had to do that very yeah, I've heard that I've heard that too about like um in native to North America that they created um sweat lodges be- for men and they said women couldn't couldn't go is like the the story that got passed on but it was really they don't need to go and we're actually trying to tap into what women can tap into just by being themselves mm-hmm. so yeah that is a really powerful powerful way to reframe this work so i'm i'm curious um, you you were doing these circles, and this I think led to the work with your the company you're doing now. But what initially got you into the moon to think this med- medicine should be brought here to these these circles? What kind of led you down that path? Well, <laughs> I'm just giggling because uh, I don't like talking about myself, but the 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 relationship that I uh, established with Hina, the goddess of the moon was because in, I believe it was 2005, I actually traveled uh, with Native Americans, Alaska Natives as a, uh, as Hinahanai Kamalama, the goddess of the moon. We traveled and shared our moon stories uh, in New York, um, all over United States, and then uh, in uh, Alaska and then Hawaii. And it was a collaboration when I worked at the Bishop Museum, which is our largest museum in Hawaii. I used to work in education there. For That's really where I get a lot of my uh, training from, my, my cultural training was working, being able to work there for 14 years. I was very blessed. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I actually played her in a play. And, and so one of the things getting up to really becoming her in the play was I talked to different cultural uh, people. And one of them, uh, her name is actually Hina. Uh, she, I remember her saying, once you become Hina, Hanai Kamalama, you will always be Hina because you cannot separate after that. Can you, uh, can you just provide quick uh, translations of uh, Hanai Kamahina really quick? Oh, yeah, so Hina, yeah, Hina is a name of a goddess, and she has many forms in Hawaii. And one of her forms is being uh, the woman in the moon. And Hina Hanai Akamalama means the woman who care, is cared for by the light of the moon. And she also cares for you through the light of the moon. Yeah, isn't that just so beautiful? And her story is very indicative of the traumatic uh, relationships that we get into as the more female energy. Yeah, so she, so her story that I played was a very, very, uh, very emotional story actually. But in the end, she transforms as she steps into the moon and that becomes her home. And so because of uh, becoming her and traveling for seven months, being her, and then afterwards realizing that now uh, I actually have a kuleana, a privilege, we call it in Hawaiian. People also uh, translate that into responsibility to share, yeah? To share what it means to be hina, and that each one of us, even if you are not wahine, even if you're not female, 
every single person uh, has a hina side and a ku side. It's a duality, yeah? A duality within us, in our power, is how Hawaiians look at our power, our innate power. And so uh, uh, that's what made me very just connected to the moon and then learned a way, like started to really get into understanding uh, the 30 phases. Yeah. So Hawaiians actually recognize 30 phases of the moon uh, and they have a name for each phase. So can you, um, you don't have to tap into each phase, but could you um, talk a little bit about um, and see, talk a little bit about like the main moon phases, like the Ole, Ku, and then like the full and new moons, um, and then maybe how they tie into the menstrual cycle. And, you know, like what Alex had brought up, you know, is are people that have periods that are aligned with the full moon, is there like a certain kind of, you know, power mana that they have? And then like, you know, what about for new moon too? Yeah. So uh, just because I've, I've personally always been aligned to the full moon, I feel, I feel as if uh, the full moons just really make me feel me you know I I feel like having my my actual bleeding time be coincide with the full moon yeah it has allowed me to be be comfortable with me mm-hmm. uh, and in Hawaiian we actually recognize four full moons yeah. uh, what I <laughs> what I love about Hawaiian culture is that it uh it allows for more than just one thing or right or wrong, you know, like mm-hmm. there's always gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that is more forgiving, you know, yeah. <laughs> more forgiving. Yeah. So the four full moons, uh, usually in the middle of them is the middle of the cycle, right? Of mm-hmm. the men- a moon cycle. And so that's also one thing I love about this is that when you're, your actual bleeding time is with the full moon, I feel like you're the most powerful. Mm. Uh, It seems that way because Mm -hmm. the full moon for us is when you can, you're almost like a superpower, right? You have, you have a light all the time in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. you know, there is no darkness. And so that light uh, with the reflection of the sun and the sun (laughs) for four days, right or four night and days is such a powerful time uh and and so that's how I feel about the the bleeding with that I actually was really trying to talk to some people before this about being aligned to the new moon and with the bleeding time being with the new moon and with the new moon uh it's called Hilo and then the one right before that is called Muku so Muku is the, uh, Muku Hilo is kind of the new moon kind of thing. But Muku being the last phase, right, of the previous cycle means to cut. Because it allows you the opportunity to say, okay, everything that I don't want to serve me into the next cycle, I am leaving here. <laughs> 
that it is done, you know, and I'm not going to allow it to go into the next one. And then Hilo, because, you know, they kind of work together, right? They kind of work together, right? About the same time, Hilo is the first moon, first light, right? The first light that you see that really thin silver means to braid. And so it's the opportunity of cutting out what you don't want and then braiding in all the things you want to make sure happens into the next cycle. I love how empowering that is. Yeah, so I, I'm not exactly sure uh, because I was trying to get people, you know, because I like to get people's stories, right? Like what does, how does it feel for you to be actually bleeding? But then at the same time, I thought, Actually, if you are in that bleeding time, right, then when you go into, uh, I don't know what the proper word, but when, when that whole time of being pregnant, right, getting pregnant is right after is in cool, right, because the next moons are cool, which means to stand and to move forward and to go for it. That means that, that the, uh, the sperm and the egg are going to, you know. <laughs> really be powerful boom you know that's what I was thinking about that and the Hawaiians knew you know they knew that it was prop it was the best time to actually have uh ai, right to eat <laughs> right after the wahine the woman uh because one of the things is they would go into the hale pea which was the house that they took care of the blood right and honored it um, and they also got pampered, yeah. They got massaged, all, like by by the older women. They totally got taken care of. It was that time where we, the females were really physically showing each other that they loved each other, yeah, that they supported each other. I mean, that to me is what we're today missing, <laughs> you know, is that time and that time. So after they got pampered, they would ceremonially go and and bathe in certain pools yeah because it was a, uh, it was it was honorable right so after yeah. that bathing in the pool then normally they would go and and have relations mm -hmm. because the hawaiians do that and if they did that in cool which means to stand upright and the fluids are going forward that means that's the best time for the man right for the sperm so it makes sense in yeah. that way when you're aligned with that. Isn't that kind of fun? <laughs> That's very fun and very cool. And I love learning more and more about my own culture and heritage too. This is awesome. And then the, the other phases. So we actually have two times mm -hmm. in the middle. So what is called first quarter and third quarter moons. The Hawaiians actually call them ole moons. And ole in Hawaiians means no productivity. You don't get nothing. But that, that what meant, meant for them is that that was the time that you needed to do self-care. <laughs> so they worked it into their cycle to remind uh, each person, this is the time you got to take care of you, repair things in the house. We, you know, like do those kind of things or just take it easy because the full moons are coming, right? Or at the end, it's that time to just okay take a breathe reflect right on yeah. what has happened and so if you think about it after cool is ole so after you're like going for it <laughs> <laughs> you need a rest time before the full moons right yeah 
how do you um how do you practice self-care during the ole moons well funny about it today is ole (laughs) in hawaii uh, and in everybody yesterday was ole as well and yesterday for hawaii was actually a holiday like i didn't have to go to work Uh, but uh, what i normally do is make sure i go to the ocean during ole i try and go to the ocean actually almost every day because it's part of our uh preventative health measures Mm -hmm. in this time period. Uh, The ocean for us is like your amniotic fluid, uh, meaning that you get all your healing energy from the ocean. Uh, But I also during Ole time specifically go to the ocean because um, it just, I just allow myself to float and to Mm -hmm. be weightless and just, you know, really have that time to breathe. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Plus, like, it's so connected to the moon, too. Yes. And if uh, you can actually see the moon uh, in the like right now, because it it uh, rises in the day for Hawaii. Uh, So for my my family and I, we try to go in Ole moons in the afternoon so we can actually swim and look up at the Ole moon. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, What is like okay first I love how everything that has been shared has been so closely connected to um nature and respecting nature or the Aina um the land and um and then and then second just like some great tips if if you're listening like on how to uh be more mindful of like what's going on with your body even tied to the moon cycle and the phases so um, what is something that, or message that you would like to share with other women and menstruators, um, and you can tie in the moon if you want, or if you just like want to make it in general, like what is a message that you want to share to help others feel, um, more empowered and less shame when it comes to their, um, period or see, I am still learning about my Hawaiian culture. So what do we call it in Hawaiian? Vaimaka lehua. Vaimaka lehua. So mm-hmm. what is something that we could um, share about that for them? Well, one of the things is that you are sacred and you are the most sacred actually when, uh, when you're bleeding, right? But that's not the whole cycle, you know? And, and I think people need to remember that you are in cycle, <laughs> Uh, the whole time it's just a different part of the cycle and so uh, just understanding that that you are that heyo yeah you are that sacred space where ceremony and ritual should always be respected so whatever you do in your mind and in your action you should should be that way it shouldn't be uh, allowing, right? Allowing out, out external powers to put upon you on your sacred self. Yeah. Anything that is negative because you are you and that you are this, hey, oh, you are this sacred temple. Isn't that amazing? I just, I just love that. And, and I have three daughters and my oldest is 11 
and she is starting to show the signs, right, of coming into her time. And so we talk about it all the time. And I always tell her about how it is part of what makes you who you are as a, as a woman, as a young woman, and that we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate when her time comes. So that's the other thing, right, is that we need to celebrate each other, especially during those times, right? Celebrate each other during those times. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am just full of like a deep reverence for this conversation and the gifts that you have given us and the listeners for sharing these parts of your culture with us. And it's something that will, I will take with me for the rest of my life. So I really, really appreciate your time today. Um, and I'm sure our listeners are going to feel the same way. And so I love for our last question is how can they find you? How can they find what you have created and how can they follow along with this magic and this gift that you are releasing out into the world? Yes. Yeah, so uh, kamahinaproject.com is pretty simple. Uh, if you go to that website, kamahinaproject.com, then you can sign up. We have daily moon mana'o. We call them mahina mana'o or moon thoughts that get sent out. Uh, and the phrase names will correspond if you're in the northern hemisphere hemisphere uh, it will also correspond if you're in the southern hemisphere uh, mm -hmm. as well uh, and uh, the names tell us how we're supposed to uh, behave really mm -hmm. and uh, gives us emotional guide you know to how to live every day and so we send out these 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 messages uh, to assist and guide people in connecting with our natural rhythms, right? And it really is a guide for you to figure that out, however it is going to be for you. It's very personal. But we've just launched our Hina Circle season. So we are bringing those Hina Circles uh, out. We're doing it virtually in this season. Uh, we just fully booked actually yesterday. <laughs> for the first full uh, season, which has been really, really, oh, I so I'm thankful uh, as I get to meet every person in the cohort for this first season. But we are going to do three seasons uh, throughout the year. And so in the short three months, we're going to open up. We'll probably uh, start booking before then. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we'll have uh, more spaces at that time. This first one, we wanted to kind of keep it intimate just to see how things were going to go. Uh, so you can also sign up for your email and we will be contacting everybody. We will also have different events that are happening and, and we are partnering with different experts of different things to provide uh, guidance in our moon phases. For example, we are, going, we are working with a, a Kane, a man, a Hawaiian man who does uh, workouts. And so he's going to be doing workouts associated with the moon phases. Isn't that kind of fun? Yeah. So those are the kind of things that are coming and they're going to be rolling out every so many weeks. Uh, and so, yes, so just come and sign up for email, kind of sign up for the daily text. Uh, it's, hey, Lenny. it's exciting. Yes. Um, could you spell Kamahina for the listeners? Sure. K-A-M-A-H-I-N-A. -A -A. Thank you. Project. 
<laughs> yeah, Kamahina Project. Uh, so Ka in Hawaiian, K-A is the. And then Mahina, M-A-H-I-N-A is moon in Hawaiian. Yeah, so we call her Mahina when she comes up uh, and, and is around us. Uh, and we also call her Hina in honor of the goddess of the moon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm going to put myself on that wait list so I can find out about the next. Are they, oh, I should have asked, are they, are they in person or are they, are they virtual? I don't know. If you said we that. are right now going to be virtual just because All right, then I'm signing up on the wait list. <laughs> yeah. And then going forward, we are planning to have in-person and virtual. So different circles. Mm -hmm. uh, that you can sign up for. So we're going to be going and uh, and then just one last thing, yeah, uh, we are going to have a lunar eclipse coming up on November 18th. And if you are in uh, California or along the west coast of the United States, it's a little later. <laughs> in Hawaii, we're actually a little bit uh, easier because it starts at eight o'clock in Hawaii and the, to the totality meaning it's a partial lunar eclipse, but it's, it's actually pretty pretty covered. Uh, is like 11-ish. And so if two hours, yeah, for California, uh, more, I think now. Yes. So that's happening up with this full moon. There's a lunar eclipse coming up. And so that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's right. Going into my, my twin's birthday is on the oh. November 19th. Yeah. They were wow. both, they're going to turn one. So I guess that's going to be a, an intense one for us this year. <laughs> Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much for being our guest today. And thank you to our listeners and supporters of the Shed the Shame podcast and campaign. To learn more about the project, you can go to all the places we talked about. It'll also be in the show notes. And if you have a story about how you shed the shame, we would love to have you as a guest. So please email us at podcast at shedtheshame.co. And to learn more about the fundraising campaign, which is wrapping up on the 19th of this month, go to www.shedtheshame.co. And until next time, let's keep it real and messy, just like our periods. Thanks, everybody. Aloha. <laughs>